Welcome, welcome to the Soul Magic Podcast, and I'm your host, Jillian White, your soulful witch. After many moons of teaching in the spiritual realm, I've observed people moving through life on autopilot, missing the gifts, merely existing instead of truly living. My intention with this podcast is to help you hear the whispers of your soul and to trust the messages from the stars. Together, let's walk with intention of inviting magic into our lives and to awaken the spark within our souls. It's often said that when someone close to us passes away, the presence lingers not only in our hearts and minds, but also within our physical spaces. Our senses will pick them, pick up on these subtle signs through feelings, sounds, even physical touch, smells in our dream time that remind us our loved ones are still with us in spirit. For today's episode, I thought I would share with you one of the most recent messages I received from the other side. While I don't claim to be a medium in the traditional sense, I am deeply intuitive and often experience strong knowings that may be akin to mediumship or psychic abilities. What I do know is that I have a close connection to spirit from the other side. So for me, when someone close to me passes, I usually sense them quite frequently on and off for about a year. I feel them, I hear them, they visit me in my dream times, and sometimes I catch a whiff of their scent. And then after a year, I do have to make more of an effort, you know, go into a deeper meditative state to connect with them. So the story I want to share with you is about my beloved dog, Panda, whom I affectionately called my sacred dog. She was so wonderful, and she played a significant role in my healing journey. She held space for clients during energy work sessions. She sat on many of my sister circles I facilitated over the years. She was always by my side, and she was definitely a sacred space holder. You know, her presence was healing. So her passing was just this past October. Um, we estimated her to be a ripe old age of 17. She was a rescue dog, so we're unsure of her actual age. Panda could no longer walk, so we made the heart-wrenching decision to euthanize her. It was not easy, and it took a lot of time to make that decision. Our home became a sanctuary um, the day that it was time for her to move forward on her next journey. And my husband and all three children were home, and we gathered around her. We sang, we drummed, we smudged, and surrounded her with so much love as she peacefully transitioned. My son wrapped her in my daughter's favorite blanket, and my youngest, he helped dig her final resting place on her small acreage. Um, it was truly a beautiful and yet painful experience. Life is like that, isn't it? where profound beauty can be intertwined with deep sorrow. or It's a reflection of life's rhythm, ebbing and flowing, up and down, where a full spectrum of emotions from gratitude to grief can be experienced in one moment. I find when one can master the gift of flowing with all the emotions, you have truly come to a place of wholeness. So after Panda's passing, I initially felt her comforting presence, you know, as per usual, but gradually it faded away, much sooner than what I'm used to, so it left me feeling somewhat perplexed. However, at the time, I had plenty of distractions from travel, 
preparing our daughter for her move from Vancouver back home briefly, not long enough. (laughs) And then off to London, she went London, England in December. So my focus was shifted. So I wasn't too surprised by it. And at the time, I have to admit, the prospect of my daughter being so far away filled me with much apprehension and anxiety. Even though she's not to lived at home for over four years, the accessibility of Vancouver made visits easier, more frequent. So London just felt so far away. So again, my focus wasn't so much on my grief and missing my beautiful panda. In some ways, they were welcome distractions. So during this muddled time, I turned to prayer, which I often do on my morning walks with my my dogs. I do have two other dogs, and every morning I like to walk in prayer. And no, it's not the religious kind of prayer. It's basically me whispering to the winds what's ever on my heart. I'll be asking for any beings of light to support me and my family. You know, often I start off with dear sweet guys, guardians and angels, father sky, mother earth, grandmother moon, elemental beings of light, four directions. (laughs) I call on you and I ask for support. I will ask for anyone. (laughs) But at that time, I was often praying to my panda more frequently at that time and asking her to soothe my heart and to watch over Jasmine, my daughter, on her journey across the pond. So off my daughter went, and the moment she set foot in London, life seemed to flow effortlessly for her, which was a relief for me and a reassuring sign that she was following her soul's path and was exactly where she needed to be. About a month later, I traveled to visit her, and I was eager to see her new life firsthand, in the moment. (laughs) I'd even try to hide my excitement. I was pretty giddy. My kids might think I'm a little too involved. Maybe that's why my daughter had to move to England. (laughs) I don't blame her. Anyways, um, the moment I got off the plane, an unexpected wave of familiarity surrounded me. It felt strangely fitting as though I had arrived where I belonged. And the sensation continued as I crossed the threshold into my daughter's new home, a space still sparsely furnished, having been only occupied for a few weeks by uh, my daughter and her roommate. Yet despite its simplicity, it resonated with a profound sense of home for me. And again, it was curious, but at the time I was just relieved. So the first night, my dreams took on profound clarity. In the dream, I found myself visiting Jasmine. Yes, in my dream, I was visiting my Jasmine in her new home. And to my astonishment, Panda greeted me at the door as if to say, where have you been? And her joy at my presence was palpable as she welcomed me to Jasmine's home. In the dream, I realized the reason for her absence in my earlier days of grief, she had been watching over Jasmine all along, just as I prayed for. When I awoke from that dream, relief and tears of happiness washed over me. Everything fell into place. Panda heard my call, and she paved the way and fulfilled her sacred duty of watching over her Jasmine. London felt like home because Panda had made it so, answering my prayers and reaffirming her unwavering protection over us. You see, love never dies. Souls carry on. 
They just transcend the physical boundaries, and our loved ones continue to guide and protect us even beyond the veil of death. So why share this story? Well, for me, it's a testament to the enduring bond we share with those who have passed on. They are not truly gone. Their presence lingers, offering guidance, comfort um, when we need it most. Our loved ones possess the freedom to traverse between dimensions, offering us signs and messages of hope and reassurance. It's crucial to remember to ask for their presence and their support, because once called upon, they strive to connect, um, to support and do what they can to ensure your journey, our journey through life is one of ease and grace, leaving us unscathed and well-prepared. There are so many ways we can create that connection with our loved ones after they've moved on to their next journey. I shared a few ideas in my Samhain episode, being that it's the thinning of the veil, our ancestors are a lot closer, so that's a great time to connect with them, um, Samhain. But you might want to do something daily, like setting up an altar that's in the center of your home where you light a candle to call upon their energies and honor their memories. You can host a family gathering to celebrate their lives, visit them at their resting places to pay respect and and have a conversation, browse through photo albums, share memories and moments, write letters expressing your thoughts and feelings, and offer prayers or call out to them in times of need. And once you've established this connection, it's important to remember to express your gratitude. Gratitude for their presence and support. Kindness and respect goes a long ways. Now remember, our loved ones walk alongside us. Their spirits intertwined with ours, guiding us through life's twists and turns. My hope is that this story brings you solace, reminding you that the eternal connection we share with those we hold dear. As we draw this episode to a close, let's reflect on the true message here. Beginnings and endings are inherently intertwined. When one chapter closes, another begins. And when we embark on something new, we bid farewell to what came before. It's the cyclical nature of life. Rather than resisting and fearing these transitions, embracing them with acceptance allows for a natural evolution and flow. Remember to prioritize what truly matters, often found in the middle ground between beginnings and endings, where life's richness and vitality thrive. So let this tale bring solace true, a reminder of the love that continues, for in the embrace of those held dear, eternal connection forever clear. Thank you for joining me on this sacred journey. Until we meet again, may the whispers of the spirits guide you on your own journey with much ease and grace. Merry meet, merry part, merry meet again. Blessed be my magical souls.